God, please let me do well on this exam. Lord, we pray for the healing of this tumor. Dear Jesus, don't let this relationship fall apart. Father, keep my friend safe in her travels. Please, God, I need this job. Jesus, bring my kids back to you. So many prayers expressing deep longings of the heart. Could God even dare to answer no? We'll talk about it coming up next. Helping you grow deeper on your spiritual journey. Welcome to The Inner Life with Patrick Conley. Welcome, friends, to The Inner Life. Thanks for joining us. I'm Patrick Conley. And today, as always, we address topics and themes with the help of our spiritual directors to help us cultivate the interior life and move a little closer to the Lord. So St. Paul tells us in Philippians 4, Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. St. James admonishes us, You do not possess because you do not ask. Intercessory prayer is modeled for us from Genesis to Revelation, and even non-believers are known to pray, petitioning God. So, what happens when God says no? I mean, how can we make sense of it? What should we do in response? How do we remain faithful when those earnest desires of our hearts are seemingly unfulfilled? That's our topic today here on The Inner Life, When God Says No. Leading us through our discussion is Father Tom Wilson as our spiritual director. Father Wilson is the pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, part of the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. Father Wilson, good to be with you again. Good to be back again on the program, Patrick. Thank you. Right, absolutely. Um, this is an important topic, Father. I think it's something that uh, not just Catholics and, and not even just Christians, but uh, believers and non-believers alike have wrestled with this one um, for a long, long time. So um, when God says no, and I, I guess we'll start by asking, before we can accept God's will or know that we're disappointed by what God's asked of us, we have to know that he's asking something of us. So maybe we start by talking about discernment. I mean, we're figuring out how is the Lord specifically answering our prayer. So what would you say, what's, what's discernment? Yeah, that's, a, that it, that's an excellent question, a great place to, to begin, Patrick, in that uh, I think discernment and decision-making are often... Um, uh, perceived to be the same thing. And it really, it really is not. Um, we make our decisions, but we discern the, the will of God. And I think the, the most important thing about discerning is that it begins in a place of trust, that we actually trust that God is going to communicate to us uh, what his will is. Uh, and in discernment, um, we are not choosing between good and evil. We're not choosing to whether to do something good or to do something bad, but we are choosing between goods. So uh, there is there is something placed before us, and uh, one of them is not good and one of them is not bad, but they're both good. And so then among those goods, we are uh, we are asked to uh, to discern what God is asking us to do among those goods. And I. As a, as a priest and a former vocation director, I can tell you one of the classic examples of that is, you know, Lord, are you calling me to 
to, to priesthood or religious life? Are you calling mm-hmm. me to, to married life? They're both right. very good and, and noble and God calls to, to, to both. Uh, but we have to discern, uh, we have to discern which. And so it's a, it is a, uh, uh, a coming together and a, and a choosing, if you will, between between goods, not good and bad. That's where discernment begins. That's a great place to start off with. And it's it's so pertinent to our topic today when God says no or seems to say no to us, to the, to the longings, the desires that we're expressing to him within the depths of our heart, the depths of our being. We can really feel some of these desires deeply. And uh, then when we hear this or sense this no, um, then we can be left asking a bunch of questions like, God, are you even there? Do you even care? What is your will? Right. And so discernment really is focusing us in on discerning or understanding God's will. Right. It, it, it is. And it's, it's also, again, it also be, it begins with a spot of, uh, of trust in that we, we believe that and, and trust God enough that he is going to communicate uh, to us what he what, what he is asking us to what he's asking us to do mm-hmm. and and that is a that's a matter of simply placing ourselves before the Lord and saying I am I am at your service I I, I desire to do your will now please help me to to, to know what that what that will is mm-hmm. yeah so let's go to the meat of the issue here. So say we do pray one of those prayers that I, I prayed right at the top of the show, that uh, it might be for a relationship to not fall apart. It might be to bring our kids or our loved ones back to church, back to the Lord, um, to get a job, et cetera, et cetera. And it just doesn't seem to be fulfilled. Is God really saying no? I mean, what does it mean if God says no? Yeah, Patrick, that's a that's an excellent question. And I think that... Uh, uh, in in days gone by, uh, and I think it's a I think it's still a legitimate answer that uh, oftentimes when it appears that God is saying no, uh, He's really saying not yet or not now, uh, and not and not in uh, uh, not giving us what we want uh, immediately and, and and that sort of thing. And I I think probably me and you and most of our listeners uh, could easily. Uh, pull out from the depths of our, our history of prayer when we've asked God for something and uh, it didn't necessarily happen in our timing, but it came later or uh, it was quite clear that he was preparing us for something uh, better, uh, perhaps, or different than we had uh, initially planned. Um, and I, you know, I can tell, I've been praying for a very long time, Patrick, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting old, and I've been <laughs> praying, praying, praying for a long time. And, uh, I, I, I have to tell you, I don't worry nearly as much now as I did in my twenties about getting the specific thing that, that I've asked God for, uh, much more so is, is that I, I, I actually trust in, uh, what he's actually going to do for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, identifying it, and as the scriptures say, identify what 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 our needs and the desires are, and uh, and, and ask, and then and then trust that God's going to uh, God's going to do as well. Plenty of opportunities, plenty of situations in 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 our lives, I think, in which uh, you know we asked for we asked for something specific, and and God actually may have given us something much better than we asked for in the first place. So. 
You're right. Yeah. You're right, Father. That yeah, oftentimes uh, it can be days, weeks, months, and yeah, let's be honest, years, decades, even down the road, we might be able to look back and say, "Oh, okay, I see now. I have a greater understanding of that." But that's there's something in that too that I think is discomforting when, in the moment, when we're praying for that, praying for whatever it is, and we seem to be given the answer, no, or at least, like you said, not yet. There's this what. I don't understand. I mean, we're we're just we're you know we're the infants who are. Why can't I have this candy, Mom? You know, I want this. I you know whatever whatever uh, we are, we're calling out and and just can't yeah. understand. But that desire for understanding in and of itself is not completely wrong, is it? No, and in fact, Patrick, I think it can it can form the continuing growth of an intimate relationship with with the Lord, uh, and. You know, I I've worked with people for years and lots of earnest and, and 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 faithful people who have conversations with the Lord. They talk to God. They 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 pray. Um, they have uh, appropriate desires in their hearts for for themselves, the people in uh, in their in their lives. Uh, but I I can also say that it is a very very common thing in the, in the spiritual life that. That people will will present their needs or present their feelings toward towards God in a way that is uh, what I would call overly sanitized. Uh, it's like okay, I have to be I have to be presenting in this perfect way, or I have to um, uh, come before God. You know, okay, everything's everything's all great and perfect. But in fact, it's it's when we recognize that it's not great and it's not perfect and it's not necessarily going the way I want to, um, that we can have that that deep, deep, deep conversation with the Lord, and and maybe express our own sorrow that um, whatever it is that we asked for. Uh, didn't happen in the way we wanted it to, to happen or when we wanted it to happen. And that then brings us to a place of, of deep, deep intimacy and honesty with, with God about what's going on. And, and it actually can strengthen the relationship. And mm-hmm. I suspect most of us also know the exact opposite too. I, I mm-hmm. asked God for this when I was 16 and it didn't happen and I'm never going to church again and, and yeah. all sorts of things. And it, it, it can go both ways, but, um, but those things can, can actually, um, uh, actually help us to, uh, to, to, to grow in the Lord. Our spiritual director today here on The Inner Life is Father Tom Wilson, pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. And we're talking about when God says no, or at least when he seems to say no, and what we can do in those situations. If you have a time in your life, when was a time when God seemed to be saying no or remaining silent or not coming through um, in response to the, the petitions that you put forward to him? We'd love to hear your story. 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. Or perhaps there was a time when he seemed to say no, but then later, sometime later, you were able to understand, okay, I understand or I've grown in my prayer because of that. Again, 888-914-9149 or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Going back to something you said earlier, Father, you said, I'm getting old. Well, I'll tell you what, um, those two, those People who are experienced in prayer, I think the more experienced in prayer that we get, then the younger uh, spiritually we become. So growing young a bit uh, there, I would say. It Um, certainly is possible. Yes. (laughs) Very good. Very good. 
Well, another thing, uh, this is one of my favorite passages in the Gospels, Father. This is from Mark chapter 4, and it's when uh, the Jesus and the disciples uh, get into the boat, and they're going across the, they're going across the sea, and, and then Jesus is asleep on the cushion in the back, um, and as the boat's... Uh, uh, the boat starts becoming subject to this violent squall. And I love it because the disciples, you know, some of whom at least were fishermen themselves, not strangers to the water, come back and they rush to the Lord and they give him this question. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And that's one of the things that, um, that, that seems to be a quick response, um, kind of a knee-jerk response when God seems to say, no, don't you care? So, but we know that God is perfect love. So help us to make sense of that. How is he perfect love, but it seems like he's not caring? Yeah, and that, that, that it, it's a great image, actually. It's, it's a wonderful image for, uh, frankly, a, a lot of our daily life and, uh, and struggles here on, uh, on this side of the veil. And it's, a, it's, an honest, it's an honest reaction, but it's also an invitation into, uh, into, into deeper trust. And I think that part of the part of the spiritual growth uh within that within that patrick is uh you know we might we might look at god and say you know you don't care because you didn't you didn't do this in the way that i asked you to do or the way i desired it uh to to be done um uh but the experience then hopefully helps us to grow in in greater trust that he's that he's actually there and mm. you know Jesus was in the boat with them. He was in the boat with them, and they're still grousing at him about uh, about <laughs> about not caring. Right. Uh, and in fact, I think I think most of us, you know, when when we're when we're struggling and, and having difficulty, um, one of the most important things is its presence. It's presence mm. of people that we love. It's it's recognizing the presence of God um, and. Maybe the immediate struggle is not is not taken away, but the presence of community and the presence of family and the presence of God actually bring some peace to the soul, if not complete peace to the soul. That say, like, okay, you know what, this is still going on, but I am surrounded by love. I'm surround. I am surrounded by love, even if uh, even if it's not happening uh, the way I want it to happen. Well, and clearly that's that's the what was going on in the in the sea on the sea as well is that it was mm-hmm. not going the way they wanted it to go. In fact, they were fearing yeah. for their very lives. Yes, and uh, and at the same time, yeah, as you said, Jesus is there, surrounded by love, even greater than the than the sea that surrounded them was the ocean of God's love that was just uh, yeah flowing in and around them. Wonderful. Our spiritual director again today is Father Tom Wilson. We're talking about when God says no. Has there been a time in your life where God has seemed to say no? Maybe that time is right now. Maybe you've been praying for something earnestly and you deeply desire it, but God doesn't seem to be responding or he doesn't seem to be responding in the way that you would like. What's that like? Uh, Give us a call. Ask your questions. Tell your story. 888-914-9149-888-914-9149. So I guess one question that oftentimes surfaces, especially um, if there's not really a, a set end um, to whatever it is that we're asking for, Father, is how long? How how long should we wait for God to answer a prayer? You know, that's a great, that is a great question, Patrick. And 
I would never give up. St. Monica never gave up with Augustine. I don't, if, if the, if the situation is still there, never stop praying to mm. never stop praying. And if, if it means praying right up until the, the moment we take our last breath, I would, I would still, uh, I would still do it. And uh, if, if the need, if the need is still there, if the need goes away, obviously we would uh, stop and, uh, and, and refocus our prayer. But I think, you, I think you keep going until, um, until there's some resolution to whatever it is that we're, uh, that, that, that we're asking for. I think that um, uh, within that question, though, maybe a, maybe a sub point and a sub question in it is um, what happens while we're doing that and and i think that one of the um one of the challenges in a in a prayer life is that we can uh become so focused on the particular need that is before us that we can potentially start ignoring the things around us in in our life that need our attention and uh frankly god would like us to bring those things to prayer as as well and so there's a there's an there's an element of uh, continuing to to persevere in asking for that need, but there's also an element of of simply persevering in, in what God is asking us to do in the moment every every day. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we can we can kind of get locked in on uh, uh, this. This would be a good example. Lots of people in career issues and things like that, and it's like you know what I. There's, I just know that there's something more for me in career and all that. Um, I'm going to ask God for for a new job, new opportunity. Uh, but there's still a job in front of you that has to be done, <laughs> and you don't want to abandon and and ignore and and not be grateful for the job that you might have in front of you uh, while you're praying and asking for uh, the uh, a new job or or a new opportunity. So paying attention, if you will, to the things in front of us now uh, is a good way to to spend that time as we wait for God to respond in His time. Yeah. It's a great point, Father, and I and I think that there's uh, there is something. Maybe you, would you qualify that as kind of like an active waiting, as we're waiting on the Lord, but we're we're actively still engaged with Him and in the other things that He has called us to. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's a good way to describe it. Thank you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Or our spiritual director again, Father Tom Wilson, as we are talking about when God says no, or He seems to say no in prayer. What are we going to do with that, and how do we respond? Um, if you do have a story of when God has said no, whether that's now or at, a, at an earlier time in your life, and you'd like to share that story, help to encourage and inspire others along the way, that would be great. Give us a call, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149. You can also send us an email, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. We have a lot more to talk about here on The Inner Life about when God says no, but we're going to take a short break. We'll be back right after this. If you are in the market for health insurance, our sponsor, the Catholic Order of Foresters, is here to help you and your family find the most cost-effective health plan. Learn more at RelevantRadio.com slash Forrester. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio on RelevantRadio.com the Relevant Radio app. My name is Patrick Conley, together with our spiritual director today, Father Tom Wilson from the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, pastor of All Saints down in Lakeville, Minnesota. 
And we are talking about when God says no, or when God seems to say no to our prayers, when we ask him for something and there doesn't seem to be a response, or he just seems to want something else. What do we do in those situations? If you have a question or a story, we'd love to hear from you. 888-914-9149. Let's go to the phones now. We've got Jennifer who's calling in from Rhode Island. Jennifer, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I, I just wanted to say, you know, my husband and I tried to conceive for seven years. Um, and even before I got married, I, I visited the convent thinking that I might be um, made for um, to, to, to serve the Lord in that way. And I kept getting messages um, from the nuns and even my pastor at home and spiritual director saying that, I, you know, I should be a mother. I should be a mother. And so my husband and I married, and we, we prayed for seven years. I had some health problems. Um, but every year in the hour of grace, we would, we would put everything aside, and we would pray. And Divine Mercy weekend in 2013, I was at confession, and my priest said to me, you know, go, go, say, go say Hail Mary so that you can be a better, you know, wife and mother. And I, I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not a mother. And um, in church, that that. Divine Mercy Sunday, I got this feeling that came over me, like I was connected with the Spirit, and I found out later that day that I was pregnant. So, you know, we waited seven years, and I just couldn't understand, but, you know, it's all in His timing, and I have two beautiful daughters, and, um, you know, it's every day walking with the Lord and just keeping that conversation. So I wanted to share my story. Wow. Thank you very much, Jennifer. That is a that is a beautiful story, and it's a it's a testament to to your patience, but also your your own faith, and frankly, your ability to 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 discern the will of God. You know, uh, between religious life and married life, and then the the desire to be a mother, and and not ever stopping asking asking for the for the gift to to be a mother, and then uh, but sticking with it. You know, I you know one of the one of the virtues, one of the virtues, I think that is, um, it's it, it's appreciated, but not necessarily lived as much in in our modern generation is the virtue of perseverance. That we kind of hang in there when it's not going our way, when it's maybe not exactly what we want. But your um, your willingness to, to to continue to ask God with your husband uh, for for that gift, and frankly, your willingness to to keep praying, but also uh, to do the to do the will of God daily in your life, even when the the big focus in your life of of uh, uh, having a baby uh, still isn't there. So um, you've given us a very good lesson. Thank you very much, Jennifer, for your for your sharing and your and your witness. Thank you, Jennifer. Wonderful story. Wonderful story of persevering in prayer and yeah, seeing the Lord come through and uh, and seeing the Lord provide in that specific circumstance. Thank you for that. Let's go now to Mark, who's calling in from Minnesota. Mark, welcome to The Inner Life. Hi, Patrick. Thank you. Um, see, I, when I was listening to this, um, it really hit me because, uh, as I told Patrick on the phone earlier, I um, went through a really big conversion about a year ago. Now, I've been Catholic for about 24 years, and um, going to confession, and I was feeling, um, when I'm walking out of the confessional, um, about a year ago, I did not feel forgiven at all. 
and I, I, I do struggle with scrupulosity at times, but kept you know going almost every other day as going as often as I could. And I was still walking out. I was not feeling like any of those sins were really forgiven. I was just like, I've done so much that's so bad. And it took a good seven to eight months of just, you know, going. And finally, as, as time went on, I, I started to feel, uh, I, I still don't have that warm, fuzzy feeling when I walk out, but I know I've been forgiven, but it took a very long time. But just to continue to go and continue to learn how to trust. And yesterday um, I was at, I was sitting in Adoration Chapel and just had God talk to me. I mean, it, not, you know, a voice, but it's that voice that you hear inside, the inner voice. And it's, it, you know, it was, it was trust and, and love. And it just, oh, it took a long time. And I still don't feel warm and fuzzy when I walk out of the confessional, but I know I've been forgiven. But it, it took so long and I kept asking God, I, you know, why am I not getting this feeling? I want this feeling. I want to feel forgiven. And even though I still don't have that warm fuzzy, I know I've been forgiven. And it's, it's, uh, it just, it just took a long time, but it's that trust. Yeah. Thanks Mark for, uh, for sharing that with us. Um, how would you describe your, your conversion? You talked about it as a, as a big conversion about a year ago in, in your life. How, how would you describe that? Um, I just, it's, it's hard to explain. I just, I, I had heard a priest in town here and he said, you know, about going to confession before it's too late. And I, I just, it was about a few weeks later and things just really hit me hard. And I just, I knew that I had mortal sins. I knew that I had been going, taking communion in a state of mortal sin. And I had withheld things intentionally, not, not said them. And, um, those things just really hit hard. And it was like, I got to get this out. And um, that's really how that conversion yeah. started. And, okay. you know, I, I, yeah. Yeah. So, so really your, your, your conversion was, uh, was an inv invitation to honesty. It was honesty about the reality of your own soul, honesty with honesty with God. Uh, and you, you bring up a very important point, Mark, in terms of, uh, what we actually feel like when when things happen, and obviously, I think we're we're in a very emotionally driven um, society and and culture right now, in which uh, we look for we look for emotional responses, and if we have a good emotional response, then it's good, and if we have a flat one or a bad one, it's it's not good, and and we know that God God works through our emotions, but He also works through things that are that are beyond our emotions and the sacraments are one of them. And so your, your willingness to humble yourself and uh, trust in the grace of the sacrament to, to forgive you uh, is a, is a great uh, lesson in, in, in testimony to, to us all. Um, it's also a kind of a reminder. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if our audience uh, remembers Father Richard John Newhouse, but he was a, a wonderful priest, a convert from, uh, from from Lutheranism and and became a priest in the Catholic Church, uh, but but he uh, he he said something a very long time ago that I I, I have never forgotten. He says when we are challenged between um, what we feel and what we know, we need to go with what we know. It might be harder, you know, because emotions are powerful, uh, but if we go with what we know. 
uh, it's going to it's going to work out in the end. And so you knew that the sacrament was going to forgive you, uh, even if you didn't have the the immediate emotional uh, response to 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 the reality of God's mercy. Uh, so going with going with what we know. Um, over and above what we feel when they're in conflict is uh, uh, is an important way for us to to be connecting with God and to uh, discern what He's asking us to do. So, thanks very much for your sharing, Mark. Yeah, thank you, Mark. And that strikes me too, Father. Is that's that's part and parcel to what we're talking about here today on when God doesn't answer prayer that we might we might have this emotional response that would actually seek to draw us away from the Lord. But trust is based on a lot more than just our emotions. Um, but rather, you know, what we know to be true of the Lord. And I think we've got another call that's going to follow up with that one very nicely. Julie is calling in from Florida. Julie, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. <clears throat> Hi, yes, and, and pardon my head cold. I can't talk very well. Summer cold. Um, yeah, I did want to mention a little bit, too, about feelings. It's so interesting that Mark just brought that up because we are a very feelings-driven society, right? And and it made me think of even just being married, right? Being married isn't about a feeling. It's about a commitment. And whenever I feel like God has either, you know, said no to a prayer or not yet, I just keep it. And this is, I mean, I'm older. I'm in my fifties. I didn't, I couldn't see it this way when I was younger, but the way I view it now is, you know what? If anybody who said what they said and they meant it, it was Jesus. (laughs) So, I can trust that he has my best intention. You know, he has my goodwill, right, at the center of his being. He wants the best for me. And if I'm praying for something that I want, not even that I necessarily need, but if I'm praying for something that I want and he knows it's not good for me, then I'm not going to get it. Um, And it's that trust that if you pray for something and the answer is no or not yet, it's because it's in God's time, not our time. And, you know, I would just, say to Mark, too, I think um, waiting for a feeling, it's so human of us, but I almost feel like if he were to get that feeling one day, it would be like a gift, right? Because he's like, I know I'm forgiven. I went to the sacrament. I know it. And it's almost like when we get those warm fuzzies, I almost see them as extra, as a gift, (laughs) you know, so... Well, thank you, Julie. That's a, that was a perfect follow-up. And, and you, you know, you said, you said something that I say to, to young people all the time. Uh, we have to believe that God has our best interests at heart, that he, that, that he really does. And to, and, and to trust in that fatherly care uh, that he has us. And, you know, we all know being uh, as, as as parents and 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 others in in people's lives that um, people getting everything they want is not a good thing. I mean, it just it simply is not a it's it's not a good thing. And that that foundation of of trust that Jesus, as you say, Jesus meant what he said, and that he does have our best interests at his heart all the time. All right. You and I can get confused. We can get confused all the time and think I must have A, B, and C if I am to lead a happy and joyful life. And um, in fact, and and that's one of the privileges of age as well is that you just see that. Um, gosh, you know what? I asked God for something, and 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 He just did way better than I than I asked for. And 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 so then the 
the the angst and the anxiety of of not getting what you want in 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 the moment becomes a little bit easier to take when you when you have that that history of relationship with the Lord. So thank you very much for, for, uh, for, for sharing that. It's, it, it, it's outstanding. Yes. Thank you, Julie. Thanks for calling in. If you have a story about how God has said no, or what you've done in the face of God seeming to say no in order to uh, remain faithful and continue practicing your, your faith and being faithful to the Lord, give us a call, join the conversation, 888-914-9149, 888-914-9149 or send us an email, innerlife at relevantradio.com. Debbie has been waiting patiently, calling in from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Debbie, welcome to the Inner Life. Hello. Very nice to talk to all of you, and very inspiring, everything that I'm hearing. Very good. Can you Um, add to that? (laughs) Uh, Yes. My question is, um, how long do we know? I mean, do we put a time limit on God? Uh, I'm right in the middle of waiting for a no or a yes. Um, I, I I run a small business, and I feel like it's I could lose being able to to be able to take care of the folks that work for me. But mm-hmm. I had some bad stuff happening here at the shop, and for some reason. One day I walked out and I said, you know what? There could be some bad ill in this in this building. And I went out and I walked around with the Holy Spirit, uh, with the holy water, and I blessed the shop. And it was about a week later that I just got this feeling over me that I needed to cry out to God. And I felt him. But now it's been silent. So at this point, I'm wondering, what is he trying to teach me? What do I need to learn how to grow with him? Because I'm just stuck for a few months now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I still say I'm patiently waiting on the Lord, but I know that the wait is heavy because we talk about not letting it consume us, but when it affects you to be able to work, you, you still try hard to just keep going. Yeah, that's uh, um, thanks, Debbie, for for sharing that. That's a sounds like a very painful situation, not just for yourself, but the the people who depend on you and your business for uh, for for a living. And you know what you what you said. Um, make it, make that your prayer, you know, God, what, what is it that, what is it that you want? What is it that you want me to learn from this? And, and I think that that's a, that's a good way to approach the, the struggle and the difficulty of, of something not going the way, uh, the way we would like it to. And, and especially, you know, you're, um, you're not asking in any kind of a, a, a self-centered way. You're asking, you know, to, to be able to make a living and to uh, to help others make a living and to serve uh, the the people in your community through through your business, uh, but to make that your prayer, Lord, what what do you 
what do you ask me to learn from this uh, is a is a, is really a, a really healthy and I think faithful way to to bring that to to God. Um, God also gives us in in the midst of our in the midst of our discernment. Um, uh, you know, practical wisdom and, and, and things like that too, in terms of just having to, having to, uh, you know, do some analysis of, of, um, the, the struggles in the business and, and, you know, are they going to be temporary? They're going to be permanent and all those, all those kinds of things that, that people have to, uh, have to ask for and, and try to try to figure out in their, in their, in their daily life. But it, it sounds like you are, um, uh, approaching the whole thing in uh, in in faith and and trust in God, and um, you know keep keep asking Him that, keep asking Him how to uh, you know what it is what it is that you're going to learn uh, from from this situation, uh, which you're um, you know I don't know about you, Debbie, but I, I I typically I typically don't learn the important lessons that God needs to teach me until I'm completely out of control. Mm. And and when when we're when we're out of control of the situation and and really all we have left is our faith and our uh, and our our union and our desire to communicate with God, it's it, it's then that the that the light goes on and uh, we can give ourselves even more fully to God. So thank you very much for, for sharing. Yes. Thank you, Debbie. Thanks for calling in and thanks for, uh, well, mainly for telling your story because now we, all of our, all of us and all of our listeners, we can be uh, praying along with you for that. And of course I want to mention to all of the folks coming in that, uh, calling in that if you're experiencing a place where God seems to be saying no, Hey, it can never hurt to get other people praying with you. And we always have those opportunities every every day at 3 o'clock with the Chaplet of Divine Mercy with Drew Mariani and, of course, with the Family Rosary Across America every day, 7 p.m. Central. Call in, share your prayer intentions that way, and we'll join you with that. Um, we are speaking today with our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson, who is the pastor of All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, about what it is, what it's like, and what do we do when God says no, when God does not answer our prayers? Let's. Uh, we've got more phone calls to get to, but uh, we need to take a quick break. So we're going to do that now. But uh, we'll be back with more of the inner life and what to do when God says no. Right after this. Welcome back to The Inner Life here on Relevant Radio. My name is Patrick Conley. My thanks to Thomas Engesser sitting in the, on the board today and Cyrus Simcoe taking your phone calls and our spiritual director, Father Tom Wilson from the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis. We're talking today about what do we do when God says no, when God is not answering our prayers. Father, let's go back to the phones. We've had Nora, who's been waiting patiently in Houston, Texas. Nora, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks so much for calling in. Uh, good morning. Um. I'm just uh, wanting to share that when I was about eight years old, I kept on praying about, you know, having my father in my life because I had constant reminders on Father's Days in school doing projects and all that. And so I asked my mom, she told me, oh, he's dead. And I thought, no, he's not, you know, but that was it. And so I met him when I was 30 something and, uh, my daughter was around three years old, and he molested my daughter. 
And so when we were going to counseling, the counselor said, um, you need to talk to your mom about this. Um, because, you know, it came out, you know, how do you know him? Didn't you know, you know, the baby was in danger and all that. And so um, I took my mom for a cup of coffee and we were talking about it. And she says, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you're the product of rape. And I was stunned, like totally like, oh, my gosh, I'm 30 something. And you're just now telling me. And it's because this happened, and I just couldn't believe it. I was just devastated. And, um, you know, time went by, and um, I just thought, you know, how many years did I pray for this man to be in my life? And, you know, now I'm 63, and... um, I pray for him. I pray for my mom. It's 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 amazing. One lie and one uh, um, how do we say it? Um, keeping keeping from saying the truth, uh, omitting that, that omission of my mom telling me uh, this is what happened and this is who you are. And um, yeah. you know, it just made a big mess. And you know I. Yeah. 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 There's uh, thanks Nora for, for sharing that very, very painful story of, of you and your, and your family's life. Um, it's very, uh, it's very courageous of you to, to, to share that with so many over, over the radio. And you, you, you bring up um, some very, very uh, important things. Um, you know, we are, we are human beings and we are messy and uh, in the best of circumstances, Nora, we're messy. Uh, when we get into very, very difficult and hard circumstances, it gets even uh, it gets even messier. And the situation that you went through with your, uh, you know, with your with your mother's rape and things like that, um, you know, you you and I are, are probably on the same page that at some point that 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 probably needs to be communicated the timing and all that is a matter of prudence and things like that but i i suspect that your um i suspect that your mother probably thought that it would harm you or hurt you to 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 know that and she probably mistakenly thought she was protecting you from from something and she uh she she really was not she was keeping the the, the truth from you as you uh, as you describe uh but I also, you know, I uh, and the and the pain that you experience with your uh, with your own daughter and 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 probably as a direct result of of maybe not knowing the the history of your uh, father coming back into your coming back into your life that way, um, God can do some wondrous and miraculous things even through our our own weaknesses and our own sins and sometimes even even horrific sins. You have this uh, this assault and uh, it resulted in you, a beautiful creation of of, of God, despite the the painful circumstances. Um, you have kept up your own your own faith and uh, and willingness to 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 pray for. Uh, both your your biological father as well as your uh, mother, who probably made some mistakes in uh, in all the situations. So you've kept up your faith, and um, in a in a very very painful and 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 hard situation. Um, I'm what I'm going to suggest is that God has never left you, 
and um, it, it sounds like you 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 believe and you uh, and you trust in that, and you've you've given us uh, uh, all a, a nice a nice testimony of of uh, of persevering uh, in a very very uh, painful painful uh, situation. But um, God, in fact, can do some do some great things even within. Um, uh, you know our our human limitations, our sins, and and even you know when in earnest we might be trying to do the right thing, and it's not and it's not the right thing. You know, uh, withholding that information for you was 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 not the right thing to do. Uh, you know it, and I, I suspect your mother probably knows it too as well. So thank you for for sharing with that, sharing that with us, and and just giving us a a, a perspective of. Uh, the the way God can uh, can act in in some some very very horrific and painful situations in in our lives and in our our earthly condition. And another great testimony about how understanding comes later, and not understanding God's mm-hmm. silence in the moment, but understanding that yeah, his he was responding even though it seemed to be silent or not the way we wanted. So thank you, Nora. Thank you for sharing that heavy story with us, uh, and may you be blessed as you continue on seeking to serve the Lord faithfully. Let's go to Catherine, who's calling in from New Jersey. Catherine, welcome to The Inner Life. Thanks for calling. Yes. Hello, Father. Hello, Patrick. I love your show, Patrick. Thank you. Um, I'm calling because... <clears throat> I have never had in my whole life a prayer that was very important answered. And I'm going back to when I was six years old or five years old until now, and I'm in my 70s. Why wouldn't he answer any any of my important prayers? They weren't little things. I had a father that abused me. My mother died. I prayed that my mother, when she died, that she wouldn't have pain at least. My mother died one of the most horrible deaths, fire. And now I'm not well, and I've been praying for over three years, and it doesn't seem to be helping. Why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, the, the why is the, is the hardest question in the world, and it's the hardest question that we ask each other. It's the hardest question that we... Uh, that that we ask of God, and um, the the truth is that sometimes we might not know the why until um, uh, until afterwards. Um, what I what I what I would suggest, and I and I I, I do this a lot, just as a a little bit of a, a spiritual exercise. And God is God is very good to me, and 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 blessed. And but you know, um, the daily life in in priestly ministry can sometimes be a, uh, be a challenge with, with difficult things to do. And, um, and sometimes people not understanding or not appreciating or whatever. Uh, and then, and then God will just show me a, a, a situation, usually in a much smaller circumstances of his, of his, uh, his love and his, his presence, uh, in, in my life. And so I, I think that one of the things that we can do, when we're going through these cycles of asking God for for very big and very important things that maybe aren't coming uh, in in the way what, that we would like or anticipate, uh, is to do our best to keep our eyes open for for maybe other things that God is that God is doing. Um, you know, I, I I just as 
for example, people struggling in relationships or whatever, in the most important relationships of their life, whether it's with parents or siblings or spouses or, or whatever. Uh, but then to be able to, 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 to take a step back from that and realize, you know what, I have, I have a community of people who still love me even though even though my life is uh, and and the most important relationships here are uh, are, are are difficult and, and really not living up to uh, to what either God or I would would, would want um, and so I think that there's a there's an element here Catherine of um, uh, of just realizing that uh, God's God's holy presence in in maybe some things that you're not immediately uh, looking at that, and I can tell you um, again personally, and and having worked with people uh, spiritually over the over the years, the um, the presence and the depth of God's love and experiencing of that love is most often shown in the most painful of circumstances that, um, you know, Jesus came into the world to, to have mercy, to heal, to lead us to heaven. He didn't say we're never going to, to suffer. And, and, and the, and the presence and the demonstration of his love is not necessarily that he takes that away, but that he loves us and he is with, with us when we, when we experience it. And so I'm very sorry for the, for, for the um, struggle and difficulty that, uh, uh, that you, that you've had in, in, in your life. Um, and, and I, I hope you uh, continue to grow and can uh, trust in the, uh, in, in the goodness of God, despite uh, those important things um, not unfolding in the way that uh, uh, the way that you would desire. Thanks for thanks for sharing that very very difficult um, circumstance, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah, and Father, I just uh, before we ask you for your blessing too, I've heard that as we're developed in the life of prayer, as the Lord develops us, that He wants to move us from seeking the consolations of God to the God of consolations, and um, sometimes that happens by His depriving us of consolations. Is that ever something to look at and say, yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm not getting consoled in these specific circumstances because the Lord is actually moving me deeper into relationship with him. He certainly can do that. And he does that. And I think uh, one of the, one of the commonalities among all the great saints is uh, exactly that, that, um, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing that as we're reading through the, the, the uh, Eucharistic discourse in John over the next week or so in our daily mass that, you know, what does Jesus do? He, he, he shows them something, uh, then they're really excited about having the bread and seeing the miracles, but then he tries to bring them deeper and deeper into something far, far beyond and more important. Um, real life, important topics. That's what we do here on The Inner Life. Thank you, Father Wilson, for being our spiritual director today. May we have your blessing, please. Absolutely. Gracious and provident God, we uh, appreciate the gift of your fatherhood. We ask you to continue to give us eyes to see and hearts to trust the presence of your beloved son, Jesus, within us and within our world. We ask that you put on your blessings upon all of our listeners uh, in whatever they need this particular day. The Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for tuning into The Inner Life today. Next Monday, we have gratitude and generosity up for us. Up next, the Holy Sacrifice in the Mass with Father Ben Johnson. Thanks for joining us, folks. Have a great weekend. Until then, grace and peace.